You're listening to the Arrowhead Live Podcast Network. Thank you, Kansas City. We did it, baby. What up, Chiefs fans? Welcome into another edition of the Kingdom Rewind. I am your host, Sean Dixon. Alongside me, as always, is Steve Nelson and Chad Goforth. We are actually minus a Nelson brother because Jimmy is still off at the police academy and we wish him well. Uh, fellas, how's it going? No, we don't. No, we don't. Time out. That guy, I, I was about to say, we kicked him out for a couple of weeks because he's crying about our <laughs> offense slash defense. But no, I'm doing good, Sean. I'm great. Had my first fancy football draft last night and got Patrick Mahomes, number one overall. And I don't care if I took him number one overall. I got Patrick Mahomes. Congratulations, Steve. I'm proud yeah. of you. Chad's proud of you. Your mom's proud of you. At least I'll find out later tonight when I ask her. Uh, you know, good Get job. Back, you know, away, I, only, I only played one fantasy football league in my life, and I'll never play again. I remember we went to this whole house. I think you guys were there because you guys gave me so much shit because the first over round I picked was Tony Gonzalez. I didn't know what I was doing. I was like, I'll pick Tony G. Very first pick, everyone just laughed at me and made fun of me, and then I just quit after that, like I do after everything. Tied in probably a good choice one overall now. If you took Kelsey, that would be a bad pick. Kelsey so. went third or fourth overall in the draft I just, I just did last yeah. night. Yeah, and no one was surprised. No, huh, maybe maybe I have to play again. Yeah, but I'll you, probably you pick start, Anthony you Sherman. The Chad. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> the Mrs. Charm. Sausage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, good Mom, well, so, uh, I'm missing that sausage. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so uh today we're gonna we're actually gonna kick off kind of a new format for the show uh it's been a little bit since we've been on here so uh we wanted to kind of start things fresh we're still gonna have a history show but it's gonna be kind of in a smaller like individual series that we're gonna do we'll run you know we'll run about you know 10 minutes or so on on a history topic we don't want to you know keep a long history show and bore you guys this isn't history class you know it's not school so We'll, uh, we'll get into a little bit of the history stuff, and then we'll break down uh, any breaking news around the league and go in-depth into the actual AFC West, uh, you know, touching on the Raiders, Chargers, and Broncos. Uh, and then we'll hit it with the current state of the Chiefs and what's going on with the organization and, uh, you know, the previous games that they play. Uh, we'll discuss it, uh, and, then, uh, and then we'll discuss the upcoming game the, next, the, the, the upcoming week and, and go into that. Uh, this week, we're actually going to start a series on the AFL and how it began and Lamar Hunt and how he founded the league, you know, the former uh, the former Chiefs owner, the late Lamar Hunt, uh, you know, and then uh, and then we're going to kick off a little bit of that, uh, kick off that series, and then we're going to go into, you know, the preseason, kind of what stood out for us, what, what didn't stand out for us, you know, predictions and things like that, and then we'll look to the final preseason game against the Vikings and... Uh, talk about the final cut down day. But uh, before we get any of that rolling, uh, Chad, why don't you give me the douchebag of the week? I'd be glad to. I'm going to have a hard time calling this my douchebag of the week. But and I have been keeping it football. But something personally happened to me last Friday when I filled in for a softball league. 
we're sitting there playing softball, and me and this person that was there with me, we're in the outfield. First ball gets hit up. I ran up to it when it was over my head. I'm like, I can never judge ball's distance. I mean, <laughs> so the next ball gets hit to me. And it's over my head. I start backpedaling, backpedaling. This person right here starts start saying, back, 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 back. So I'm backpedaling as fast as I can. Then I hear this person saying, a lot further back. So at the time I started turning, I went right into the fence, right into the wall. <laughs> Jacked my knee up, hurt my elbow, face planted, broke my pit vipers. And this is why. Oh, no. This is why. This is why Tana Goforth is my lovely wife of the week. Thanks, babe. <laughs> the person that's supposed to get my back, tell me there's a fence. Well, she looked at me, she goes, well, it was a lot farther back. And you know, I can't see that wall. Oh, it hurt my pride, ego, and my face, and my pit vipers. Such a dish, Tana. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, babe. Yeah, that's good. I didn't see. I didn't see the twist there, where you're gonna throw throw your wife under the bus. That's neat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but like Chad said, we do like to keep it football. So I have some uh, random NFL facts. Uh, the five players to reach 100 passing t- touchdowns in the fewest amount of games are number five, Deshaun Watson, with 53 games. Hall of Famer Johnny Unitas, 51 games. Hall of Famer Kurt Warner, 50 games. Dan Marino, 44 games. And Kansas City's own Patrick Mahomes with 40 games to reach 100 passing touchdowns in uh, the fewest amount of games. So nice. Hats off to him. Uh, the franchise that is now known as the Arizona Cardinals was originally founded in 1898 as the Morgan Athletic Group in Chicago. The state that the, the team currently resides in, Arizona, uh, didn't become a state until 14 years later. So that's a fun little fact, a little geographical fact. Uh, and final fact for the day was Donovan McNabb played four games in the state of Florida during his NFL career. He vomited on the field in three of those games. <laughs> so it's so, so kind of neat. Must, must not light the heat down there or something. I did not know that, and now I do. <laughs> and you're wiser because of it. <laughs> So, so cool deal. But uh, so like like I said, we were going to talk about start our series on the AFL and how it began. And we'll keep it brief. But, uh, you know, it all started with with Lamar. You know, he uh, he was the son of one of the wealthiest men in the world, H.L. Uh, Hunt, who was an oil tycoon back in the day. Uh, but Lamar, little, little people don't really know this, but Lamar actually played uh, some college football at Southern Methodist University. But he most, mostly sat on the bench. He was. But he, but he always loved the game, and, and he wanted to, you know, watching the NFL in the late 50s, uh, he decided that he wanted to have his own NFL franchise. But even though the late 50s was this time of growth and more money and, and more free time and stuff, 40-hour work week, stuff like that, uh, the, the one organization that wasn't interested in growth was the NFL. They didn't want to expand. They, they denied uh, Lamar Hunt at getting an expansion club. They said that his only chance to uh, get involved in the league was to buy an existing franchise, and the only one that was available was the aforementioned Chicago Cardinals. And uh, the Cardinals uh, had a lot of a lot of people interested in stuff, and they kind of brushed Hunt aside because they had they they thought they had more interested 
investors. And so uh, Hunt was a little distraught. He was on his flight back uh, from the meeting with the uh, Cardinals owners. And uh, he had this idea that if all these people are interested in one organization, how, what if he were to start his own league and bring those people in? I mean, there, there's no reason why it wouldn't be successful. So he, uh, you know, one thing that should be noted, he could have easily given up on all this. On the flight back, he could have just said, well, this is not for me. I'm already rich. What do I care? <laughs> I'll just fall back on daddy's money. But uh, he didn't do that. He actually he actually got stationary from the airplane and wrote down the plan on how he wanted to organize his new league and then sat on it for a couple months and didn't tell anybody until all the plans were ironed out. And then he brought those guys, the, 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 the owners that were interested in the Chicago Cardinals, Bud Adams, Max Winter, and Bob Housem, he brought them all in and showed him the plans, talk, convinced them to, in it, to, to, to join this new league. <clears throat> and uh, they brought in a couple other owners for the Buffalo Bills and the, uh, and the Boston Patriots. And together, though, that group of owners was known as the Foolish Club because nobody thought they could do this. Nobody thought they could do um, this, you know, uh, this, this type of league and compete with somebody like the NFL. But luckily for them, the NFL was in legal trouble because they were being accused of becoming a monopoly. And to kind of get some heat off of them, they went ahead and announced that this new league was going to form, which was worked out great for Lamar because if Lamar would have announced that nobody knew who Lamar Hunt was. So the commissioner of the NFL at the time announced this new league and it got him all this you know, publicity. And NFL players saw it as an opportunity to use the new league as leverage to get higher contracts. So it kind of backfired for the NFL uh, announcing this league and stuff. They should have just let Lamar do it, and maybe he, maybe things would have been a lot different. But uh, <clears throat> the uh, the NFL players saw it could be a way to get higher compensation, and and with with the gaining momentum of the new league. And the players wanting more money. The NFL tried to offer both Hunt and the Houston owner, Bud Adams, an expansion team, saying, hey, if you drop the plans for this league and do this expansion, you know, you, you can have your own team and everything everything be fine. Well, they both denied. So the NFL ended up starting their own uh, expansion clubs anyways with it, the Minnesota club, which was supposed to join the AFL. And they actually they – actually, uh, made a deal with the AFL and then went back on it and joined the NFL to leave, to leave right before the draft. They did it. The, I think the day of the draft that was actually being held in Minneapolis, uh, they backed out of the league to join the NFL and they, the NFL brought in the Dallas Cowboys, which was clearly a shot to Lamar hunt because he had founded the Dallas Texans. Dallas wasn't a big enough city to support two teams. So, you know, it was, it was clearly a ploy to get Lamar, to shut down the uh, <clears throat> the AFL and uh, and fold and and run away, but so this this these tactics by the NFL started this war between Lamar Hunt and the NFL, and uh, that's kind of that's basically all I had for today. And that and next week's show we'll get more into that war between Lamar and the NFL and how and how the Dallas Texans ended up becoming the Kansas City Chiefs. We'll discuss that next week. But, uh, guys, do you have any thoughts on any of that? Steve? Bueller? Okay, so <laughs> I, I have a thought on it. 
I mean, like, it's crazy to me that he came up with this idea on an airplane. And this goes to show you that when someone, when you have a dream, you know, you can sit there and do anything you want. Like, I guaranteed he was thinking they can, they can say, they can say it all sounds crazy, you know, but look, look what he did. I mean, we had the Kansas City Chiefs because right. of this guy coming up with the idea. NFL tried to buy him out. He said, not going to happen. So I just think it's an awesome story. And like you said, next next episode, we'll probably get more into it. And maybe I'll chime in a little bit more. But you were just doing so good, except for the coughing. I mean. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I got, got something in my drive. throat, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, uh, I I agree. I think I think it's a crazy story. It's crazy that he did all this. And he was like 26 years old when this whole thing, this whole idea started to form this league. So, like, he wasn't like an old man. Like, a lot of these old owners were older men that were like, they, they call it, I think, I think one of the articles I read dubbed him as old, rich white guys. And Lamar Hunt wasn't. I mean, he was rich, but, but he was only 26 and had this idea. And, and I think, I think it shows a lot about his character that he could have just said, you know what? They didn't want me. I can just, you know, go do what my daddy does and still be rich and be fine. But he kept fighting. And and thought this this league was something that they could do, and the NFL took notice. The NFL started. You could see that they were starting to get scared by by offering them a team of their own, uh, bringing in other teams for competition. The NFL was kind of on their heels when with the AFL coming, and 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 it just gets a little more interesting from there. Well, so uh, that that'll kind of wrap up our our history topic. Like I said, try to keep it short and sweet. Uh, but uh, Chad, I think I think you said you had a game for us. Is that correct? I do. Um, I'm going to go ahead and start this game off, and it's going to be great. It's going to be verse, you know, Steve, Sean, and Jimmy. Well, Jimmy's not here, so he automatically loses. So it's going to be you're lucky for you too. Eat it, Jimmy. <laughs> All right. So I need I need someone to pick a number between one and two. Two. So, all right, Steve, you going first? All right. What was the original name of the Kansas City Chiefs? The Dallas Texans? Correct. Sean, which Chiefs hold which Chiefs quarterback holds the team record for the most passing yards in a single game? Elvis Gerbach. That is incorrect. What? Who is it then? No, it is Elvis Gerback. Okay, okay. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> he lost that game too. I, I literally <laughs> was thinking, I was literally thinking, that, is the answer Steve Bono? How great would this be? <laughs> <laughs> I'd drop off right now with Steve Bono. <laughs> All right, Steve. Who did the Chiefs defeat in Super Bowl Four? Minnesota. Correct. Screw them for going back and forth. Yeah. Sean. Which Chiefs player was named the Nigerian Nightmare? Christian Okoye. Correct. Okay. Steve, who did Derek Thomas sack seven times during the single game in 1990? Uh, Don't tell me. I know it. Craig? Oh, do what? Dave, Dave Craig? Correct, correct. Yeah. 
Sean, what was Lynn Dawson's jersey number? 16. Oh, my gosh. You guys are tied. Yeah. Three, three. All right. I'm going to give you guys <laughs> one more question each. If you guys tie, we'll carry this game on to next week or next no podcast or whatever. All right. Whose turn is it? Steve or? It's mine. Which player was named MVP of Super Bowl Four? Was it Lynn Dawson? That is correct. Yay. <laughs> All right, Sean, there's no way Sean's going to get this. <laughs> Give me that, the really hard one. <laughs> no, I don't know if it's hard or not. Which Chiefs running back holds a team record for more, most rushing touchdowns in a season? Uh, Priest Holmes. That is correct. You guys are tied four to four. We're carrying on to next week. And, and Jimmy's got zero. Yeah, Jimmy. Yeah, Jimmy. <laughs> Notice I didn't, I didn't sure hear any questions about the, Yeah. Make sure. Yeah, I don't know if you guys noticed, but I didn't remember reading any defensive questions. Because <laughs> we don't need it. Don't need it. <laughs> oh, awesome. Well, thank you, Chad. Thanks for that. That was fun. Um, I think now we're going to kick it off to kind of what's what's new in the AFC West. And uh, so, uh, Chad, I'll go ahead and start with you. I believe you had the Chargers. The Chargers. Yeah, not much going on. They won one, lost one, and it was just reported that Justin Herbert has a bad case of the herpes. <laughs> You're another. still going to stick with that story. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's on the internet. It has to be true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on the internet. All right. Well, thank, thank you, Chad. Uh, Steve, what's going on with the uh, Raiders? Well, people are avoiding jail time for the moment. Um, they did. They've uh, won a couple of preseason games. They also are addressing some defensive holes. <laughs> Ayo. Um, at linebacker, they recently made a trade this week uh, with Carolina for Denzel Perryman and a seventh round pick in the 2022 draft and they in exchange for a sixth round pick i believe so good for them i guess they're gonna be hurting on defense so yeah, yeah. Well, well they should be john gruden's an idiot <laughs> moving on he is he really is an idiot and and the jail time thing that's that's new news for them uh usually uh Lots of legal trouble. Well, um, they really moved to so. Vegas. What happens yeah. in Vegas stays in Vegas. So yeah, my yeah. They're the ones that are going to end up with herpes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I had uh, I had the uh, Broncos, and the big news out of Broncos camp is uh, the the organization has decided to make Teddy Bridgewater the number one quarterback, uh, beating out uh, Drew Locke, who was the draft. And to me, this is all this proves to me is what I think everyone's already known. John Elway can't draft quarterbacks because now you've got Drew Locke, who you know was a, I believe, either first or second round pick. I can't remember if he was a first or or, or second, but he was. Uh, he was he, they they gave yeah they gave him the franchise. Didn't pan out. Uh, Trevor Simeon was a late round pick, but they gave him the franchise. Didn't pan out. Paxton Lynch, who we've talked about, how I'm glad that they jumped ahead of Kansas City to draft because you know that would have been a nightmare. Uh, he didn't pan out. So. What happened? The reason John Elway is where he is is because he was able to talk Peyton Manning into coming there. That's the only reason. Everything else has been crap for John Elway, and uh, and this is proof. Chad, what do you, you know? Got? I I got something to add about this. This is kind of 
crazy to think about, but Denver Broncos and um, the Falcons are talking about trading Drew Locke for Matt Ryan. This could be what? Yeah, this is in the talk right now where um, they're trying to. They're well. Also, let me read the whole thing. It says Denver Broncos want to trade for Matt Ryan, and they'll trade Drew Locke and two first round picks. So John Elway's thinking the same oh thing as he did God. when we got um, Peyton Manning. If we can get a veteran quarterback in there, that's what he's thinking for Denver. Maybe he would have some, you know. Maybe Matt Ryan will have a second win like Peyton Manning did. I'm a little nervous if this actually goes down because Matt Ryan's not horrible. And when you get to a new team, he could either be great or he could be bad. I mean, I know it's like 50-50, but it is what it is. If it does happen, it won't be because of John Elway, though, because he stepped down as general manager. So – if something actually does happen, it'll be because he's gone. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah, because he's terrible at the just, whole at, at any quarterback related situation, minus himself being a quarterback. Absolutely. Yeah. See, and, I, and do we? I, I mean, do we actually are we actually scared of Matt Ryan? Because I don't think I wouldn't be. Okay. I mean, so he I, didn't do much with Julio Jones. <laughs> no, but my thing is, when you get someone uh, like a kind of like a second chance. Like Matt yeah. Ryan's dying in Atlanta right now. He's not looking good. If you give him a second chance, he might come out ahead and start playing a lot better. And the weapons that the Denver have on the line and all that, or you know, wide receivers, maybe he would do better in that organization. That's the only thing that concerns me. It's just Matt Ryan coming off from a low in Atlanta, mm-hmm. going somewhere else and trying to ch- change his attitude around. Go ahead, Steve. I just want to point out the fact that okay. But hypothetical situation, if you had a choice between Matt Ryan and Teddy Bridgewater, who would you take? Because for me, Fair. it's going to be Matt Ryan. Fair. Yeah, absolutely. Matt, Matt no, you're right about that. And Matt Ryan's numbers haven't been terrible over the past few years. You know, the past three seasons, he's he threw for 35 touchdowns and 18, he had 26 touchdowns and 4,400 yards and 4,500 yards last year. So he's still cons- – he's – he can still throw the ball. Not only did he have Julio Jones, but he's got Calvin Ridley. Imagine what he could do with uh, with that. Oh, who's the Denver's? No, uh, I know that I new know guy, Jay, Alabama dude. Yeah, uh, Judy, Judy. Yeah, 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 Judy. Yeah. Jerry, Judy. Yeah. Judge Judy. Whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's he's a big weapon. He's good. Um, I, I would I would add. I'm a little surprised they're quitting on Drew Locke this quick. <laughs> they're moving. I, I, they're moving on from John Elway. Let's be honest. Yeah, I guess, yeah. but it's just I didn't. I, I. I don't. I mean, he's not. He's not great by any means, but I still think that he may have some more to prove. Maybe. Maybe didn't get as fair of a shot. I guess. Um, you know, I. I don't know. He. He was. He was a big deal coming out of Mizzou. I remember that, and I, I don't know if he really get, was given that much of an opportunity, but. But this is what it is, and and you were Pretty right, cruel. Steve. If, <clears throat> yeah, right, right, right. And if if uh, if 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 I did have the chance between Teddy Bridgewater or any of those guys and Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan would be the option. I just it still doesn't scare me. They can do whatever they want. They're still gonna get third in the division. <laughs> Steve, what do you got? Well, um, I don't. Have, did you guys happen to watch any of the of the Broncos preseason games? Nope. So, I did, not. Should, should, did you look at the scores? 
they I'm they not... put up they put up over thirty points in each of their games, and they held their their opponents to like six points, three points, and six points. So, is it too early to say because it is preseason, and we all know how preseason is? Yeah, but. Denver was also scoring on all sides of the ball. It was it wasn't just offense; it was defense too. They were scoring in points. So, do you think that the that the Broncos will make a run for the AFC West title this year? Absolutely not. No, no. They might get number two, maybe. Maybe they'll beat out Las Vegas. <laughs> I, I guess Char- I, Chargers are probably number two. I think. Yeah, I was like Chargers would be number two. Denver's not quite there yet, but that's just my opinion. Preseason. Like people put up godly numbers because you're playing backups. I think, on I think backup that's a great that. race for number two in the division. That's a great race between all yeah. three of those teams. One's already a lock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, but Who's but speaking one? of the number one, the, the speaking of that team, the uh, Kansas City Chiefs, uh, oh, they had oh, a couple. They, they had they had a, a couple preseason games as well. Uh, they're two and zero oh in those games, but. Uh, Little more to be desired from the number ones on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, what do you guys take? So my opinion on that, I'm going to go ahead and just say my opinion on like the reason why we're not putting up numbers on offense right now is because Andy Reid is known for not showing what he has. Like he's going to play the bare minimum and just to get through these games, get people reps, and see who you know who's going to stand out to him to see who he wants on the team and who 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 he wants to cut. But he's not going to show any, like, you know, ESPN's highlight reel, you know, throws or anything else. So I think it's just to get the guys warmed up and ready for opening kickoff against the Browns. Yep, you're trying to you're trying to get the, the new offensive line to gel. Yeah. You're trying to get a lot of these guys just reps, like Chad said. You're not you don't want to show everybody what you're gonna be doing. I'm not concerned. Like, yes, we've won. We didn't look the best, but we also didn't do a whole lot. Trying to just trim down the roster at this point, see if some of these guys can step up. And, uh, you know, there's, you know, like even at uh, tight end, you know, we've got like, what, four tight ends right now? And and we might, we, the, the quote-unquote fourth string is actually making a, a decent, you know, name for himself. And he's got Travis Kelsey's endorsement. Right. So, you know, it could be inter- yeah. interesting to see who we end up keeping. You know, yeah, you're is, is... you are you are right because like well, what's his name, Forster or Forson or whatever his name is, Fortson, Fortson, yeah, Mola mumbling, Forskin, Forskin, Like he no, he he looks really really good. Like I was I was mm-hmm. looking forward to see like we all know what Travis Kelsey can do. Blake Bell, we've seen them before. I was looking forward to Noah Gray and Foreskin, what Sean called him. We'll just call him, we'll just call him by his first name. It's easier to say, Jody. And Jody actually looks a lot better than Noah Gray, in my opinion. He does. He's been in the system a little bit longer. So, I mean, I guess maybe a little bit expected. I thought he was good in camp last year. Um, I, I don't I – don't, I don't think it's necessarily impossible that they keep four tight ends. Uh, you know, the, all all four of those guys have showed out. You have an investment in Noah Gray, so that's kind of kind of give him the edge to make the roster because you've drafted him. Uh, Fortson's made plays. Uh, in my opinion, Blake Bell is the best blocking tight end on that roster. Maybe maybe in uh, you know for several teams, he's a real good blocker as tight end. And then you have you know 
Kelsey. And uh, so, so I, I think that tight end spot's very interesting. And, and I think it, if they do keep four, it sets up a different standard for the other position groups, mainly wide receiver, which is what I kind of wanted to talk about. A uh, guy that stood out to me in a big way is Darius Fountain. That guy seems like he catches everything. He's, he's got good speed. He's got good size. I, in, a, in a position group that gets scrutinized so much by us on this panel, uh, you know, with Nicole Hardman and D Rob and, and Pringle and all those guys. And we, we were just clamoring for a guy to go alongside Tyreek Hill. Here's Darius Fountain, you know, just the, the, the fountain of wide receiver youth. And, <laughs> and uh, it, he, he looks amazing. What do you guys think? He looks like Dwayne Bow out there. Yeah. But faster, I but faster <laughs> and not, not as high. And I was. Uh... <laughs> Thank you, Steve. Uh, Steve, uh, Steve, I was honestly thinking the same thing about he looked just like Dwayne Bow, but you just screwed me up with not as high. But the difference between um, Fountain and Dwayne Bow, I watched Fountain catch easy passes. Like he, yeah. didn't, he, didn't, yeah. he didn't have to do a Dwayne Bow and try to catch it with his butt cheeks, like Sean said before in an <laughs> earlier podcast. But, you know, Fountain's Absolutely. really, really good. I honestly like Fountain. I, I hopefully he gets a starting spot. Like I think he would help us out. He's a little bit bigger, and that's what I want. The person I was disappointed at in is his pal. I didn't see much at all in the last two games, and I don't know why it is, but I would like to see a lot more of him. Um, he's a draft pick, and I was hoping he's going to be our big body receiver, and I haven't seen it yet. I know it's preseason, but I just want more out of that guy. Right. And, and you know, that, that, that is, you kind of, just like Noah Gray, we kind of give him the nod because he was an investment. They invested a draft pick in this guy. So you think maybe they're going to give him a little more opportunity. You don't see him normally cut fifth round picks. Uh, maybe he ends up as a, as a, gets some sort of fibromyalgia in his foot or something and ends up on the injured reserve. But, <laughs> but, but maybe we'll see. But uh, he, um, yeah, we didn't see much from him. Uh, ben, clear, obviously, Honestly, disappointed with Demarcus Robinson. That's a guy we brought back two years in a row on a one-year deal. Uh, he keeps lingering with this club, and and he he's hit and miss. Um, he's had a couple decent games, but it's also when when we have like guys like like all the time. Sammy Watkins was hurt. You would expect Demarcus Robinson to be the guy to step up, and he never really did. And and I don't know like where he fits in this club. He doesn't return kicks as as good as as McCole Hardman. He doesn't catch as good as guys like Fountain. And and on special teams in general, there's a guy like Marcus Kemp that's better at special teams than he is. Thoughts on Demarcus Robinson? I like him yeah. better than Hardman as a wide receiver. Ooh, what? I, I, I don't I, know, man. I, I'm sorry. I just I don't know what it is about Robinson that I like, but I like him a lot better than McCole Hardman. I, I don't know what, why. I just feel like he has the – he's not out – okay, Robinson's not on social media posting, oh, I'm going to do better, I'm going to do better, blah, blah, blah. Hartman is. He's keeps talk, Hartman keeps talking about like how great he's going to be and all this stuff. And I just want to – like if I could see Hartman or talk to him face-to-face, I probably wouldn't say this, but I would, I would say, shut up and just do it. <laughs> just shut up and do it. Yeah. Like I don't see Robinson yeah. making excuses or anything else. Like he's trying his hardest. I, I don't know what I'll – I have no reason why to like him more than Hardman, but I'm just, I'm over Hardman, so. Yeah. 
to be completely honest, I'm just ready for someone to start standing out in the in the receiver group. Absolutely. And I know it's preseason. We're just going through the motions right now. I just hope that we don't continue to go through the motions in week one. You know, it's like that, you know, when, when you're up at the top of the mountain and then you're just so used to going through the motions and then you start, it starts, and if you get caught sleeping on somebody, then they're going to knock you in the mouth. And Cleveland can definitely do that if one of these guys doesn't step up. A couple of these guys don't step up and start producing. Get on the same page as Patrick Mahomes and catch some of these passes. You know, watching both preseason games, they they keep throwing it to Hardman, trying to make him the number two receiver. They're trying to force that on him. And I just, you know, like, like you're right. Someone needs to step up and, you know, do something. And I believe, like, I agree with Sean, with Fountain, he has. But then again, he's playing second string, you know, backups and backups. Yeah. You know, so we don't know how good he would be with the starters. So on this next preseason game, I would like to see him start and see how he would do against start or the you know, Minnesota Vikings starters. I mean, yeah. like in my opinion, I honestly probably cut Hardman, probably honestly cut Robinson <laughs> and then move Jarek McKinnon into a slot receiver. <laughs> I know I already said I like Robinson over, you know, Hardman, but I would like to see Kinnon. He reminds me of a Derek or Dexter McCluster really quick. You know, he was, you know who I'm talking yeah. about, right? So like you yeah, put him in the Jared slot. McKinnon, he, he, yeah. I figure if you put him in a slot and do some slant routes, like it's going to be 10 yards easily with his speed. I think he's in a race right now with, uh, with Darwin Thompson on, on that, on that last, last running back spot. And and I'm very anti Darwin. Well, I'm, I, yeah, I guess we can go wherever. I don't care. But, uh, but Darwin Thompson to me was on my doghouse until the very end of the last preseason game. And then he just kind of turned it on. And made some decent plays, so I don't know really where I stand with Darwin Thompson right now. I probably still give the edge to McKinnon. Uh, I think he's a better back, a little shiftier. Uh, probably has his head on a little better. Knows what he's supposed to be doing out there. But uh, but I don't know. What do you guys you got? Any running back thoughts? I do. Darwin Thompson's. We we've been in this boat before with Darwin Thompson. He always produces at the end of the po- of the preseason, and, <laughs> yeah. he, and he he gives us hope. And then he actually gets some playing time in the regular season, and he doesn't do anything. Right. Oh, stand corrected. I didn't. <laughs> I, I don't remember this Darwin Thompson guy at all. All I saw was like last week's <laughs> game when I sat there watching him. You know, like holy crap, who is this guy? I I fell in love. I had a you know like I was about to get divorced and go find him and get on one knee and say, "Will you marry me?" I mean, but no. I mean, honestly, was that after Williams, you got your pit? Is, was that after you got your sunglasses broke? Yeah, and you I, were I didn't, a little upset with your wife. Okay. I, didn't watch, I didn't watch the game until after the softball game because that was on Friday when I played. But I, like, like you know, obviously Edward Clyde Alaire. I mean, I don't like him because he has three <laughs> names and it's hard to say. But like, like, I love him. I love his you know attitude. Daryl Williams, I'm kind of over him. I'd rather get, what? I'd rather try to trade. Honestly, this is me. Like, I'd rather just okay. move on from him, trade and get someone, you know, uh, maybe a big, a bigger body receiver, and then bring in Darren Thompson and McKinnon as our backup running backs. I would rather have, I would, I would rather have Daryl Williams than 
Darwin Thompson or Jarek McKinnon because he's been Mr. Reliable in in the backfield for us for the past couple of years. Anytime we've needed something, like he's been able to produce, he's been able to get us the first down. He, I don't see, I don't find this funny at all. No, I just oh, hang on. This this is not the guy who opted out because of COVID, is it? No, that was no, that, that was, was Damien. Different, <laughs> different Williams. Yeah. Different Williams. That, that never was mind. Super Bowl hero never mind. Williams. Never mind. Yeah, he's, I was... he's with the club. Yeah, never yeah, mind. He opted out. He opted out because his mom had cancer too. Yeah, it wasn't oh, just the COVID thing. He just well, he took it. So yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, there, no, no, Daryl, Daryl, whatever his name, Williams is pretty good. Never mind. I stand corrected. Yeah. I, think, so, I think that that running back, that running back club is really just down to that last spot. And and at the end of the day, I mean, I guess it matters because these guys end up, you know, like Daryl Thompson, Daryl Williams was the, one of those guys that was one of the last guys to get taken, and and he ended up, you know, making a big, having a big part of the season. Uh, let's let's switch gears to defense. I've been impressed with the defense so far through preseason. And I know I, I, I can hear it from a distance, Jimmy's nipples just, you know, igniting. But, <laughs> but, but, uh, but yeah, no, I really have been impressed with the defense. I think they've, I think, I think we've got some corners that are, that are making uh, a little bit of a difference that we didn't think would happen. I know it's just preseason, but there've been a couple standout guys in that corner group that we didn't really see coming, I think. What do you there's guys also, There's also been a few times that they've got burned too, like pretty bad. Like, yeah. Yeah, I'm just saying. That, that, and, that and exactly, one was against the backups though. Huh? That, well, that big deep ball from the Niners, that was against uh, a backup safety. So he made the wrong angle. I'm, I'm okay with that. Okay. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, yeah. Get- <laughs> honestly, watching both the preseason games, when our defense came out, I was like, holy smokes. We don't look half that bad, our defense. And then I was sitting there thinking about, like, every year it seems like we have a really good offense and a really shitty defense or a really good defense and a really shitty offense. Like, right. could this be the year that we have a really good offense? Because we know we're going to have a good offense. Could we have a good defense? I'm not saying really good defense, but I'm thinking maybe we have something going on that I haven't seen in a while that we have – Decent on both sides. Like I was impressed with the defense on both preseason games. I know I get it; it's backups and backups, and you know, it's not they're not going all out. But I was impressed with them. But one thing I did like is the fact that uh, Chris Jones got himself a sack as as an end instead of just a tackle. Yeah. So that gave me hope for that whole position swap. Yeah, they moved, they moved him around quite a bit. It looked really yeah. good. He looks pretty good on the end. Like I was, I was worried about his he speed and all that. Yeah, mm-hmm. he looks, he looks really good. I like that. And you know, with Frank Clark being out, um, that Mike Dana. Yeah, he looks, he looks really good too. He's he's good. I think I think that defensive line group is pretty solid. Um, yeah, Colin I, Saunders. I, I, yeah, and and he, I'm a big he, fan he of looked, him. He he's got a big he's got a new step this year. It looks looks a little different. I think I was very impressed with how they contained Kyler Murray. I understand Kyler Murray is not a juggernaut that, that everybody wants him to be, but we shut out that Arizona starting defense yep. 
the entire time. They didn't do anything. As bad as we talked about how our offense looked, they looked 10 times shittier, and it was because of our defense and our but, number one defense, and they looked good. No, so yep. do you think – I will agree with that. Do you think that we look that good or um, whatever his name is, Murray, he says he doesn't like playing preseason game. Did he give it his all, or did he just kind of yeah. like, I don't I really care? Because he, he goes – All those oh, guys are professionals, and they're competitors. That's the biggest thing. Yeah. If they're yeah, out there, they're, they want to at least do something. They don't want to just, you know. I mean, even if off. it was his eighty percent, he should have played better than he did, and yeah. you know, it was because I he couldn't do that. anything against the defense. I just know before the game, he sat there and said, "Oh, well, I, I was stuck on watching Cardinal television, so I got most of the Cardinal side." But he said, "Because I don't oh, yeah. really like preseason, you know. I don't. It doesn't mean nothing, you know. We're already ready to go. Let's go ahead and just play the regular season." So like he already he came out. Well, he said that before the game. Oh, it's like no, he's like no. I really don't care. I don't care about this, and I don't. You know, it's like whatever. I'm like, man, you have to have a lot of balls for one to come out and say I don't really care. You know, like, even preseason like preseason right. means a lot to me. Like I want to win every single game, even if it's our backups. I want our backups <laughs> to be better than everyone else's backups. So it's like he come out and saying that he doesn't really care. Did he play his hardest? I think it's just he knows that he's going to play against the Chiefs, probably going to lose, and he just wants to make an excuse right away. Right. It's a little disingenuous, though, because there are guys on that team that this is it. This is their life. If they don't show out in there, so they know that the guy that's leading this team isn't giving his all in preseason when they're out there trying to fight for a job, that's that's a, that's a kind of a shitty move, in my opinion. Um I don't think it's the case. I think I think he may he may have said that, but I think deep down when the whistle blows, he's out there trying to make plays, trying to get his offense going, and our defense was just was just better. And and uh, uh, you know with with rushing the passer, getting getting to him, making him making him off his game. Uh, our coverage was real good. I'm a big fan of Mike Hughes. I think Mike Hughes is a good uh, a good guy that that we picked up from Minnesota. That Minnesota kind of. Threw away, thought, oh, this is a wasted draft pick, a bus. He came in and has actually looked pretty good, and he's also a guy that we could use in the return game as well, which is another, you know, it's 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 what they used to say back in the day. Uh, anything you could do to to help, you know, if you could do more things, it makes you more more acceptable to be on the fifty three man roster. So that's definitely the case for Mike Hughes. I I just like corners that stand out because I feel like corner is always the position that struggles. No matter what year we're in, we're always struggling at corner. So, well, I do nice like Sneed. I do like I, I agree with you with my cues, but I, I'm I'm excited to see Sneed play. Like that kid yeah. has some and, fire, and I'm really excited to see him. I mean, you got Dirty Dan, Tyron Matthews. We know what they're capable of, but I really want right. Sneed to snap up. I, I wish Sneed would be like Marcus Peters and just. Instead of having 22 Peters on his back, you know, he can have whatever number he has and seats on his back. <laughs> That's a lot of Peters. And, uh, Steve, do you have any, any, standout play- any standout players or anything like that? Well, you, you mentioned um, the return game. Like, how many guys have we had return a punt so far? A bunch, yeah. So, it, it's, you know, obviously we're still trying to give everyone a shot to – prove their spot on the roster so i think we still have a few things to figure out before the the season opener there but i like where we're at i'm not i mentioned our 
defense or our secondary getting burned once or twice, but at the end of the day, like they still are winning games, even yeah. if it is preseason. And they didn't look terrible. They really didn't. Mm-hmm. Right. No, so I suck agree. it, Jimmy. Suck yeah. it, Jimmy. We didn't yeah. need all them. But all, I love you. Waste all them draft picks. But, but but I I will <laughs> say, all jokes aside, I will feel better if our secondary produces in the regular season. Yeah. Because that is an important thing. And I know we joke about it all the time, but God and, damn it. It's still kind of up in the air, too. We don't necessarily know. This yeah, is just preseason. Exactly. And yeah, there's exactly. a, lot of, a lot of room to grow for that secondary group. Uh, Steve or Chad, you got anybody that stood out? You know, I, like watching the preseason game, it's it's hard to watch the whole game in general. So I had to pick players and watch. So I, I was watching, you know, obviously Nick Bold or Nick Bolton. I thought he looked pretty good. He was pretty fast on off the line. Yeah, he missed a sack the other, you know, last game. But I think the way he got gets off the, you know, the the, the line or whatever mm-hmm. he's doing and where he goes on the field, I actually enjoyed watching him. Um, Creed Humphrey, he's a freaking corn fed beast. Like he was pushing people around. Even <laughs> Orlando Brown yeah. was just like, like the line's getting there. Um, and this is what's going to hurt me to say. The person that I'm going to start rooting for is um, Sausage Jr., Michael Burton, <laughs> their fullback, whatever his name is. Like, Burton, I'm excited. Yeah. yeah, I'm excited to see what Chiefs do with him because, like, he was really entertaining to watch too. So, I mean, I, I get it. We got rid of Anthony Sherman, but this guy, I can't root for him yet because you know <laughs> he's, not, he's not the sausage. But he gives me hope to root for. A baby or baby sausage. <laughs> a little sausage link. A little sausage, a little sausage link. link. Um, uh, Burns, but, a, Burns a receiving fullback too, so he could get a yeah. little more, uh, a little more option in the receiving game from Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, and that's one thing too that I, I wanted to say is Patrick Mahomes. He did throw a pick in the game, and it kind of irritated me a little bit because he said that he wants to stay in the pocket a little bit longer instead of rushing. And the fact that when he rushed out and threw that interception, like I said, doesn't mean anything's preseason. But if he would have stayed in the pocket a little bit longer because, like, he had the time, Hartman was right there wide open. And that just goes to show me that Patrick Mahomes probably saw Hartman but doesn't trust throwing him the ball. And hopefully they figure this stuff out by week one. Like, hey, okay, I'm going to start trusting you a little bit more. You know, you if you get thrown a ball, you have to catch it. Or you're gonna get overlooked. Overlook. That's so to me, I want son. Yeah. Yep. Hire me, coach. But <laughs> like, my, my, <laughs> my thing is, like, I, I think he, like, from watching the replay, I think Patrick Mahomes, if he would have stayed in the pocket, maybe he would have made that throw. But I think he was seeing the opening because you know Patrick Mahomes could see the field, but he just decided to go ahead and run mm-hmm. away and throw it in the end zone, away from Cole Hardman. And that's how we got that pick. But I just hope Patrick right. Mahomes sticks to what yeah. he says and stays in the pocket a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And as the time goes on, he'll start trusting his line. And I think the line's going to be doing great as soon as they all gel. Yeah, that's for me, that's kind of what I was uh, stood out. I, I was impressed with what the line did, but what we have, we have to do, we have to do, uh, we have to understand that that's five new starters on the offensive line, all five yeah. new faces starting the offensive line. There could be some trust issues with the offensive line as well. Maybe he doesn't want to. He doesn't feel comfortable stepping up in that pocket yet because he doesn't know that that pocket's clean. 
Um, I think it will be. I think I think I think they look really good, and I think they're starting to gel. And and you know, by week one, hopefully, it's all together, and and he can figure it out. But that's that's the group I was kind of watching. Um, any surprise cuts going into? We're going into our last game against the Vikings. Uh, Andy Reid said he's going to play his starters for the first half. We don't know if that's really true. I don't see it actually happening. Uh, but because I think you got to give some sort of time for these. Uh, these young guys to get in uh, any, any surprise cuts that you see where one of these young guys may take someone's spot. One. Uh, okay. This might be an unpopular opinion, but one I I would like to see cut is Garrett Dieter. I'm kind of over him. Mm-hmm. He's been trying, you know, to make the team, make the 53 man roster for what a couple years now. And I just think if we keep him, it, it would be a, a waste of a roster spot. So that's who I would like to see cut. Um, what do you think, Chad? Yeah. Uh, honestly, I, I don't even know who that is, so i got to get rid of them. So, see, <laughs> see, see how easy this was, Steve, when I sit there and say, you know, like, I agree you know with you. Strong. He's he's the white he's the white wide receiver with the goofy hair. <laughs> what's what's he his always, number? He, yeah. He's like he, – he's, he's, his number is number 12, I think? Yep. 12. Yeah, get, he's get like Mahomes and Kelsey's best friend. Yeah, he's like best friends with. That's the, why that's he's why still he's on the still team. There. Yes, <laughs> exactly. What a gig! <laughs> I know, I know. No, How great is no that? Kidding. No kidding, no kidding. No, honestly, I don't know who that is. So, but I agreed with you. <laughs> that's all that matters that is, about that. So, that is, thank you. Like, oh, okay. Obviously, if we we know if Jimmy was here, who he would cut, and that's the whole defense because he said that. But the person who I would cut, and I, I'm not going to say, you know, like McCole Hardman, you know, Robinson or anyone else. The person I would like to get rid of is Tommy Townsend. Get rid of that guy. Yeah. Like, literally. Oh. I'm sorry. We're not going to need but, to punt the ball. I'm sorry. We're not. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, and then plus. Well, that answers like, that question. Go ahead. So, and plus, <laughs> like, we, we need to get a different punter because, like, this guy is horrible. I, I cannot stand this guy. And, like, we look what? at um, Harrison Bucker's, like, missed field goal. Go watch every missed field goal he did. The laces are in, every single one of them. He's not oh. holding the ball properly and everything else. So, like, like this guy – like, he had, like, a 15-yard punt in the last preseason game. This guy's horrible. Or cut his hair or something. His hair's not made of magic. <laughs> like, this guy's like on yours. the one. I mean – Oh, okay. Yours definitely is. My my hair is made of magic. You can ask your mom about that. That's that's what this is. This is a hey, jealousy thing over his hair. This is know, jealousy over his hair. I get your it. Your mom's afraid. I get it. No, I, I, <laughs> I just I just honestly think that he's kind of like hopefully he gets better this season. Like, but I just want him gone. He he had a rough he had a rough going in the Super Bowl, so he was kind of a guy I was watching. I, th- I think he's been okay in the preseason. Um, yeah. Like I said, I, I hope you're right. I hope we don't have to use him very much, so it doesn't really matter. Um, I think I was I spoke out about Robinson. That's still my guy. I think uh, I don't see where he fits in this offense. I don't think he's a good enough contributor to keep getting re-signed all this time. In fact, a little little uh, a little shameless plug. If you catch Arrowhead Live probably tomorrow, you'll see an article written by yours truly about how Robinson should no longer be on this club. Uh, so nice. nice way to spoiler alert. I, I write for Arrowhead Live as well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah. So uh, that'll uh, Chad. Chad, you got something to close us out with? Yeah, I got one more thing. I I did do a green room 
like I, I do, I get on green room a lot and I talk and all that stuff and just kind of get people to get on there and try to talk to me. And people came up with some questions and this one person actually singled you out, Sean, and had a question for you. Like you see the red on red uniforms, like, mm-hmm. like, would you like to see Kansas city chiefs uh, uniforms be like yellow or black on black, you know, just like, would you want to see a difference in the uniforms? Um, so no, uh, I would, I would not like, I, my favorite uniform is the white on white. I, I like that. I think it's clean. I think we don't use it enough. Uh, obviously it's more of a road game uniform, but, uh, but even when we do go road games, we usually just do the white on red. So I'd, I'd like to see them open up the white on whites at the early nineties and go back that route. But, uh, very like cool. thank very you for cool. that question. Yeah. Very cool. You should join me on green room, Steve. Like I get on there, I text the groups. I am good on green room. I didn't get a text. I didn't get a text. <laughs> Going back through my text right now. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead and read those. Read those. Uh, Steve, do you have anything to close the show out on? Well, I've got a few things. So, <laughs> so last night I told you guys I went out for my fantasy football deal. You know, here's my trophy. Yay me! Right. Congratulations. Um, while I was out last night, <laughs> there was this mushroom, right? And he was there and he was dancing and he was trying to get this girl to dance with him. And she's like, nah, no, thank you. And the mushroom says, why not? I'm a fun guy. Shit. <laughs> what do you call a hen who is looking at a pile of lettuce? A chicken, see, a chicken sees a salad. <laughs> okay. I didn't get that one. <laughs> Don't I, explain I, it. And I knew you wouldn't. A chicken Don't sees a salad it. versus chicken sees All right, just end it. Chad, Chad gets mad at my jokes, so just end it. No, no, give me one to close out on. No, nope, I, like I didn't like that one. I didn't like that one. Okay. Why are peppers so good at archery? Why? Because, because they habanero. <laughs> All right, guys. Hey, thank you so much for listening. Uh, for Chad and Steve, I'm Sean. This has been the Kingdom Rewind. Peace, Chiefs fans. To the Chiefs kingdom, you guys are world champions once again. Woo! Thank you for listening to this episode of the Arrowhead Live Podcast Network. Go Chiefs!